Welcome everyone to Plugged and Unplanned. Tony Nash back with you again with an author and she has written a book, The Mind Strength Method, subtitles, the, groundbra the groundbreaking approach that has helped thousands turn their lives around, four steps to curb anxiety, conquer worry and build resilience. Welcome to the program, Dr. Jody Lowinger. Yeah, it's so lovely to be here with you uh, talking about whatever you want to talk about today in this Plugged and Unplanned. So uh, congrats on the book. De debut author, have you written any others? Debut author um, uh, for my own book, yeah. I've contributed to other books, but this is my my first one. And was it... Um... Was it um, was it a labor of love? Was it was it a was it very difficult to kind of stop and distill um, your thinking? Because probably a lot of what you do as as a practitioner is very automatic. You're not um, you're in the moment. You're working with the patient. You're not stopping and thinking about how that. So was it hard to to kind of kind of collect your thoughts and and step out a little about you know, what you do on the day to day? How, what was the journey like? Uh, the journey was incredible. Uh, it was absolutely a labour of love. Um, you know, I'm very heart-centred and really passionate about helping people on scale. That is my, that is my mission uh, as a professional. And it's almost like a life mission. I'm very aligned to that um, through the, the joy that I've had over the years and the privilege that I've had to be able to help adults, kids and teens. Um, and so through the work that I've done, as a CEO and founder of uh, the Sydney Anxiety Clinic, as well as a high performance coach, I've developed a methodology, which is the mind strength method. And uh, it is built on the shoulders of giants of, of uh, scientifically supported strategies. And ultimately I experienced the uh, transformational capacity of the methodology and uh, have captured it in the book. So really it's my therapy in a book it's my voice, it's my words, it's, um, you know, what I do on a day-to-day -day with my clients is what's in the book. So, so then just for all of us to understand, um, if we buy your book for, I think it's probably selling for just over $30, Booktopia probably has it discounted, but um, of course you can get it in any bookshop and, and also buying online through Booktopia at, any other online stores. You've been published by Murdoch Books, uh, part of the Allen and Unwin Group, so a very esteemed organization. Do we just need to buy your book, read it, and not come and visit you? How, like you've obviously, you, it's extending your reach. It's enabling you to get some leverage about, around the work that you do, particularly around anxiety. But do you, um, will, will pe people be able to kind of make fundamental changes to then address um, what they're doing without coming to see you or is this kind of like a this is a, a start you know initiate get get people thinking and, and then they'll need to go and see yourself or some other practitioner to, to really um, get on top of whatever it is they're trying to address uh, well, what I've written is supercharged self-help <laughs> from cover to cover it's 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 concentrated strategies to help people embrace life uh, with satisfaction and success as a standalone toolkit. It is my therapy in a book. And uh, so I've written it with a, a, an absolute passion and joy to leave a legacy of something that will go across generations to be able to help people with no ulterior intention other than recognizing uh, the power of my strategies and the capacity to help people and also uh, appreciating the suffering and the challenges that society is experiencing at the moment, uh, whether it's anxiety or stress or burnout uh, or, or low mood. Um, there is such an overwhelming need for practical strategies that actually really do help. And so uh, I figured, you know, we're, we're on this planet, we want to give it our best go to make an impact. Well, that's certainly what drives me. 
And so uh, my book is written with the desire to, to be able to be a global thought leader and help people around the world. And have you had to kind of road test it? Have you like, have you given it to people who came to see you in the clinic or you were too busy and couldn't see them or because of COVID you couldn't see them and you said, Bob, I tell you what, could you just read my manuscript and see how that, how have you gone about kind of stress testing the book? Oh, it's stress tested. It's been pulled and prodded and, you know, done that. Um, so it, it's, it's, been uh, through rigorous uh, reading and review um, and uh, it's got an abundance of testimonials um, from people in the high performance coaching space, people in the clinical space, um, all sorts of different people have road tested the book and it is built on the back of me working at the coalface with uh, you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people it is a methodology that uh, a, a applies to everybody, really, and uh, because I have quite a broad market in the people who I help, in the people who I work with. As a high-performance coach, um, my clients are CEOs and C-level executives, uh, oftentimes of multinationals. So I work with the best of, of the best um, as their high-performance and mindset coach. And I'm also a parenting expert. So I work with parents, kids and teens. And uh, so really the book uh, appeals and has uh, power to help everybody. And I'm really particular about um, not being gender specific. So this is a book that uh, resonates and equally reaches women and men. Mm. I'm looking at the chapters here. And when I look at, I mean, it's all like you just want to dive in and and re, you know, okay, tell me about. Oh, I just want to know about that. Uh, you know, get out of the boxing ring with uncertain. Like you've just you got tools. There's there's an approach, and I was just curious. Then, is it some? Is it a book where you actually really need to start from the beginning and work your way through it like a, like a workbook, or or could someone just go, no, no, I just really want to work on this at the moment. I want to work on tool five approach avoided situations what's your experience of of how um you know someone who's picked up the book is going to get the most out of it so the way i have uh, written it is with a desire for people to have it as a handbook for life one of those really easy go-to's where they've scribbled all over it they've got highlighters they've got sticky notes you know, and they can jump into page 202, which has got um, strategies of how to overcome burnout, or they can jump to page 60 that's got strategies of how to build confidence, assertiveness and influence. Now, don't quote me on those page numbers. <laughs> they were just random selections, but certainly as far as the content goes, uh, it is a practical toolkit that you can read it from cover to cover or you can jump in and leverage, uh, you know, mood boosters, let's say, or um, in essence, strategies of how to overcome worry. So it's it's there for the taking um, in a concrete, logical, uh, easily digestible way. So when you when you think, I mean, obviously you're a genius because <laughs> to write a book. Um, right after COVID or during COVID or like um, it couldn't be more relevant today to have a book like this out there. Did you start, is it a COVID book? Did you actually start writing it before or after COVID started? Uh, it's, it's certainly not a COVID book. It was written well and truly, it was started well and truly before COVID and anxiety was a hot topic well and truly before COVID. It, uh, you know, if we're talking about statistics pre-COVID, anxiety at clinical levels was impacting approximately 25% of the population um, and of the West of Australia population. And uh, when we're talking about clinical anxiety, that's anxiety to a level of severity that it's causing prolonged fear, suffering and avoidance in a person's life. And so it was 
the most prevalent of the mental health challenges that were uh, that was within our society pre-COVID. So through COVID, it has just been, uh, you know, it's exploded with exponential, uh, both uh, in, in its intensity, as well as the, the breadth and the depth of the anxiety that society is experiencing. So as a keynote speaker and as a thought leader in anxiety, pre-COVID, um, the media very much wanted to speak. Um, I, I was working with organisations around the world. Uh, so anxiety was certainly a hot topic prior to this uh, pandemic that we have experienced. Mm. Uh, I mean, let's talk, a, let's, let's um, take a few of the layers off the anxiety onion and dive in a little because one of the first pages you've got here, anxiety is a superpower. Um, I have ADHD. I only found out a few years ago, four years ago, that I have ADHD, and I see ADHD as a superpower. So um, those words resonate with me. Why? Because with ADHD, um, I really, I focus on what I want. I really go after it. You get obsessed about something, which has helped in creating Booktopia. Um, but at the same time, it comes with some downsides meaning that i don't really do the things i don't want to do so in terms of relationships or or following up on things that are, i need to get done but i'm not getting done it becomes an issue and with anxiety then because anxiety anxiety is actually something it's a it's a from my experience it's it's a self-preservation it's a it's a, a system that operates all the time um checking to see whether you're safe in in uh, prehistoric times, I assume, was that a sound of a saber-toothed tiger? Um, was is there a snake? Um, you know, our safety and our security is relying on that level of of monitoring that goes on. How how does how does that then escalate into becoming something that is needs to be conquered or need, needs to you curb you know four steps to curb anxiety and conquer worry so it's obviously a useful tool that we all have at our disposal but from your experience where does it start to deviate or derail to not serve us anymore yeah um it, it's i suppose as you said you know it is that double-edged sword uh, the superpower elements inherent in, in anxiety is uh, what I see as a common thread through many, many people who I've worked with uh, over the years is it is that protective instinct at play. That's what anxiety is. It's our physiological reaction to perceived threat in our environment and uh, or real threat in our environment. So people who experience anxiety to more severe levels um, have got this real amygdala that's there ready to protect. And uh, if we bring this back to how it plays out in human behavior, the, the common thread is this warm and this incredible analytical mind, the thinking mind uh, that can drive and so these are when we leverage those as strengths and we ensure alignment to values of kindness or values of care or values of let's say keeping our family safe and and nurtured these are superpowers that analytical mind you know i i'm a high performance coach i work with exceptional human beings and there is and you've described yourself um may i say <laughs> as one of these exceptional human beings but there is that double-edged sword because that mind that's racing you know where we differentiate and this is core to the mind strength method is building awareness around what are your drivers are you being driven by fear or driven by you know worry that takes you hurtling into the future about all of the possible things that might go wrong or are you bringing it back to your opportunities let's say your values your purpose in a business context your business strategy so it's 
I um, differentiate between the push away from something bad happening, which is the elements that we want to stand up to and, and bring it back to that action, the pull towards your desired direction in life. Mm. So the book is a toolkit on how to absolutely do that. Mm. And, and so uh, I always, I feel like the 2020s is the decade of mental health becoming mainstream. I know it's been definitely coming up as part of conversation where you have seen sports people, politicians, um, many people saying I'm taking a mental health break um, over the last few years. It's becoming more and more popular, which is really helpful to, to give everyone the comfort and confidence. I liken it to the way that homosexuality moved from being to a taboo subject that was never talked about in the 70s and by the 80s and the end of the 80s it was mainstream and although we weren't there yet and we for for those that uh in that community the lgbtqi plus community they probably say we've still got a long way to go and i i'm sure that's true but we've come a long way for it to be very accepted very just mainstream and I, I think with mental health over the next 10 years as more people talk about it I, that's why I like to talk about having ADHD because some people still see that as a as a as a you know a weight around their their neck that they have to carry or hide or secret and it's not it shouldn't be that way um, do, do you feel that um, that we're at that are we already like um, because I'm not in the space like you are on a day-to-day -day basis do you feel like we were already there 10 years ago and it is already mainstream or or do you feel this is this you're starting to feel the the earth move for for um be it journalists be it politicians be it business owners um priorities of businesses how, how are you seeing where we're all at as a as maybe as a country and then globally uh, uh, is it true that we're kind of about to go through a bit of a shift where mental health and mental health management is is just something that is is maybe even taught in schools or um, more mainstream? What, where are we up to? Well, I am a woman on a mission to make the earth move. <laughs> right. um, so where are we up to? Uh, this is this is my mission, what you're talking about. You know, I do so much work with the media and uh, as a speaker to help to change the narrative on anxiety that is core to, to everything that I talk about with anxiety and helping people to recognize that it's not weak to feel, that it's human to feel, and we're all in this together. So uh, as far as the narrative that I am uh, heart-driven to deliver on scale around anxiety is helping people to recognize that anxiety is probably one of the most fundamental human experiences that we all have. And it is just where we sit on the continuum of human behavior in relation to anxiety. So whether it's mild, whether it's moderate, whether it's severe. Now, yes, we are a byproduct of nature and nurture, and we do have um, our brain chemistry and our genetics and differentiations in our brain. So there are certain things that make our brain more wired to worry or more wired to check or these sorts of experiences. Yes, there are individual differences. But if we recognize that there is this common thread of humans experiencing difficult emotions, and if we can allow ourselves to lean into that and acknowledge that you're not weak to feel, you're human to feel, and it's about responding to those emotions with helpful actions rather than unhelpful actions, we are going to rock this world. <laughs> we are going to help so many people. Um, if we take Australian society as an example, and many societies, many cultures around the world, there is this thing called distress intolerance. And distress, and I, and I write about this in the book, distress intolerance is um, an experience that says, you know, I've got to, uh, 
I've got to toughen up, I'm weak to feel, and it's ingrained in our, in our society. And so what we then do is we think, oh gosh, I'm weak to feel. So I've got to push those feelings down. And that's when we turn to unhelpful actions such as self-harm, such as drugs and alcohol, such as gaming addiction, such as gambling to numb or, or, or comfort eating, you know, to numb those big emotions. And, uh, and then we have rebound effects. And one of the most severe extreme representations of our societal belief that we need to numb big emotions is suicide. And there is a horrendous suicide statistic in society so heart and soul, if we can change this narrative and say, if you experience anxiety or any emotional distress, it does not mean that you're not good enough, but how can you build self-awareness around your experiences? How can you build kindness and compassion in response to your experiences and realign or respond to those experiences with scientifically supported strategies that are going to help you flourish and thrive professionally, personally, and academically in your life. So, so many questions. Um, it's, you know, my, my mind is racing. I've got, <laughs> uh, I've got Dr. Jody, Jody Lowinger here with a new book, The Mind Strength Method, Four Steps to Curb Anxiety, Conquer Worry, and build resilience. When when I look at that cover and, and you talk about the four steps as part of your mind strength method, curb anxiety, conquer worry, and build resilience. Where, where do you see? Um, where are they all intertwined? The the anxiety and the worry is that. Do you need to? Do you need to take time to to um, drill down into? into anxiety and worry for people to then um, uncouple whatever they've attached themselves with, however they self-medicate through some of the things you just mentioned before. Do you, do you, um, do you need to do that? Or is are the two of them, can anxiety sit on its own with it and there's no worry? Um, do the two, they must go hand in hand. You, you, if you, if you're worrying about something, then there's anxiety is one, the emotion and the other is the thinking. How, how do you, how do you give us some insight on that? Yeah. Um, so in essence, we have, a, we have two distinct parts in our brain. Um, this is in a very kind of simplified way. Of course, our brain is phenomenally complex, but if we distill it down to this part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, and this more um, primitive part of our brain, uh, this is where our thoughts exist. And uh, a, a kind of thought is a worry thought. And we don't want to hate worry. Worry is there to serve a particular purpose. It's trying to get certainty and control in our environment to keep us safe and well. Um, but what can happen in our complex world, this, the, the world that we live in is different to the way our brain and our physiology was designed. We were designed to exist in a very simple, predictable uh, environment where things were either our friend or our foe. And in our contemporary society, there is overwhelming uncertainty. And uncertainty, I call uncertainty our uber threat. It is what underpins the large majority of different representations of anxiety. But worry, uh, our brain responds to a worry thought as if it's a real threat, as if it's a tiger in our midst that we want to either defend ourselves against or run away from. So what happens is our brain responds to that worry thought by taking by the amygdala part of our brain taking hold and tipping us into fight or flight and that's our physiological experience and so that's where anxiety comes into play it is our physiological experience in response to our perceived threat um, sometimes we could call it stress or sometimes we could call it anxiety it depends on whether it's that uh, response in the moment or something that is more enduring in response to a worry story. Now, sometimes we experience anxiety without any worries 
at all. It can just be a feeling. And there are also um, a number of different physical health problems that can trigger a feeling of anxiety. So bringing it back to your, one of your questions earlier um, in our discussion, uh, if, if people are experiencing concerns, it's, it is really important to uh, treat themselves with absolute respect and do seek out medical help if ever they need it and certainly leverage the power of, um, of therapy as well um, as, a, as an over, overarching toolkit to help. So when you walk the streets or you're at a dinner party or you're shopping and you meet someone, you must be bumping into this all the time. How do you stop yourself from wanting to go into a, a mini, um, you know, a mini session to go, hold on a second. I just want to ask you a couple, like, is it because we're, we're all dealing with some sort of level of stress or, or things coming out of left field that we didn't expect that we now need to um, attend to. Um, is it is it easy for you in your own life to delineate between uh, now I'm working and now I'm just going to hang out at a barbecue and and let people download on me uh, or, or are you always count like it is there is, is it impossible to to turn this thing off well I'm I'm pretty uh, authentic you know I'm kind of pretty down to earth and 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 what you see is what you get at, at the end of the day I'm very aligned I'm aligned to my values and core to my values is a joy of of helping people um, so my work is not work my work is actually my joy and I'm very fortunate to experience that so in social situations um, you know, you do inevitably get a lot of people saying, can you help me with this, this and this? And I just lean into that, you know, it is a privileged opportunity to have the skills to be able to really help people. Um, and, uh, and I enjoy it. I find human behavior really quite predictable. And uh, the mind strength method works. I mean, this is not an ego driven statement. This is a heart driven statement. This is why I've written the book is because, um, because I know the power of my of my strategies to be able to really help people um, at a transformational level, as opposed to at a superficial level. Um, there are many, many strategies out there that um, are evidence-based and scientifically supported. This is one where it really does um, enable transformation from the ground up, built on a deep understanding of the drivers of human behavior. So in answer to your question, it is what it is. And I, I, I live in a very heart-driven space. Having a book out there, which will be hopefully a bestseller and with global reach, um, means that you're going to be getting a lot more. Um, uh, now, can I just talk to you about this? Because there's going to you're going to be everyone's going to know that you're you're you're. I mean, a lot of people know it already that you're an expert in this subject matter. But when you've got a book out there like this, which is probably going to get a lot of groundswell support, um, I'm just giving you a heads up that you know be prepared to to you know be you know cornered in at a at a family or a, or a barbecue or a school reunion or something and they're going to say can can I just I just want to talk to you about this issue I have um, which obviously you've you've said bring it on because that's what you're committed to so an FYI it's um it's a global mission that I'm on and uh and it, it's fine, you know, in this incredible digital society that we live in now, um, as a keynote speaker, I'm working with organizations and speaking to organizations across the globe at, at, at conferences, at events. Um, I had a wonderful uh, compliment from a journalist the other day who called me Australia's Brene Brown. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take those words. That's, you know, people who, who are global influencers through the power of writing a bestseller to create a movement is very much 
what I am heart aligned to uh, to be building. Um, I have the joy of sharing with you that it is in fact already a bestseller. Mm. So um, which I'm which I'm you know I was thrilled to experience that um, because that is absolutely uh, a life dream. So um, and that's within one month since launch, and that's through organic purely organic growth um so to be able to have achieved that in such a short time through organic growth only and people telling people uh just gives me so much joy i can't tell you Mm. congratulations that's so that's so yeah that's 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 so satisfying the mind strength method you don't have a little tm or anything at the end of it like you is that a trademarked process that you have developed yourself it is it's tm'd <laughs> right you didn't have that on the cover so i just thought i'd check it's probably on all the pages in inside is it something then that um that other practitioners can franchise from you or use how what have you done to because you've only got so much time and i'm sure when when someone wants the best they'll probably reach out to you and your team to book you in for for counseling consulting corporate work whatever it might be but do, do other people now use your method to to um work with with um clients so the methodology is one where it's uh part of a a vision of upskilling others in the methodology and uh, delivering products and programs to be able to help people on scale. So in a one-on-one capacity, uh, everything that I'm doing is considering my capacity to impact as many people as possible so I can just leverage my time to be able to help as many people as possible. And so really in a one-on-one capacity, predominantly my work is with CEOs and uh, senior executives, um, entrepreneurs, and uh, people who will then go on to impact other people um, to become champions. And that's, you know, as far as my business model as a high performance coach, oftentimes I work with a CEO and then I end up working with their entire leadership team and whole organization. So this is one of the hats that I wear, um, but as a keynote speaker and as a media commentator, they're both um, other avenues that I do a lot of my work in. I'm also doing quite a bit of work or considerable work with the education system and um, delivering uh, products and programs in schools uh, across the, the country and looking at trying to uh, facilitate some tremendous change amongst schools within Australia and because there is a mental health crisis across schools and anxiety, the uh, um, Australian Primary Principals Association identified anxiety as very much the, uh, the, the most primary uh, issue that is impacting the school system, whether it's educators or students. Um, it's drawing on so much resource within the education system. So I'm talking with some uh, pivotal people within the education system and I'm a parenting expert. So, you know, there's many hats that I wear and it's how to build products and programs that will be able to help people on scale. People want my, people want it from me, um, which is, which is lovely. Um, and it's how to create the multiplier in that space. But I don't want you to create any personal anxiety because you only have 168 hours a week and maybe you've worked out how to sleep for two hours a night. Um, but with that kind of success and, and therefore that kind of demand, um, you're going to have to um, select what you, what you want to put your energy and, and effort in. And, and that's why I was curious because I think a lot of people will want to know, um, is this something that m- many practitioners are using? So therefore they if they if you're not close by they can't get to you or um you're too busy that they'll they'll want to get onto it they'll want to read your book and they want to take action and they might go i want to work with someone who who's um who's practicing this method to really get through um the issues because you've obviously you've you've kindled the fire here you the the motivation and the incentive to get something done in their life has been 
has been activated. So there's no time to delay. How are they going to do that if you're not available and they, they still feel like they need to work with someone? Is it going to be easy enough? Or do you feel like that if they're working with a practitioner from your experience, it doesn't mean that they need to know this. They just need to come to the, to the, you know, to the, the patient's um, session with, with what they know and they'll be able to work through. How, how do you see that playing out? Uh, so as far as accreditation in the methodology, you know, this is, this is the capability for people to be upskilled, whether it's in a coaching context or in a therapeutic context, it is an accreditation process. And uh, for practitioners to be skilled in the methodology um, is, is where things are going to be able to be leveraged to be able to help people on scale. So, but you, do you have any practitioners who have been accredited yet or that's part of the plan? Uh, it's a work in progress. Right, okay, <laughs> great. Because I think that's what people want to know because it's not going to be out of scale um, by you know, relying on you um, to be able to have those one-on-one sessions. Um, you just don't have the hours. Um, it'd be like you know, trying to get a tradesman to fix your door. Um, they, they, for some reason, they're booked up for months. Um, who knew that it was so difficult to get a door put on a hinge? Um, but it is. And the last thing you want is to be in that situation where you've, um, you, you, nobody, people are motivated, but they don't, they don't have anywhere to get into action. So that's, that's good news. Yeah. So with, with the book, I mean, there's, it's, it's a decent size, 300 pages, and it's so well kind of laid out. The team at Murdoch have done a great job to, to kind of put it in a, in a, visual format where it's it's engaging and and it's easy on the eye which i think is important uh, when you're dealing with some of these you know deep set long-term personal anxieties and fears and and beliefs that need to be somehow um explored and and challenged which is w- what your book's about yes. but um is there so so is there anything in here though that perhaps we haven't spoken about and you're thinking, oh, we should have really, you know, I was expecting to cover this. Is there anything else that you want to kind of uh, bring up in, in this session? Yeah, um, uh, I, I suppose with the book, it's, uh, and I think we have covered this, it's really recognising that this is a book that is, can, is uh recognizing anxiety as a human condition, as opposed to a medical experience. And yes, there is the medical component to it, absolutely. However, I do want people to recognize that this is a book that will help everybody. And uh, and so it's been written that way to be digestible and easily accessible for everybody. Um, it does have chapters in there on conquering uh, imposter syndrome and just helping people to deal with that sense of, you know, that fear of imperfection that plays out in society at such a challenging level um, that we feel like we need to be perfect in order to be okay. Uh, so there's a whole toolkit in there on how to boost confidence and assertiveness in life. Um, but there's also uh, a considerable amount, in fact, tools in the Mind Strength Toolkit dedicated specifically to boosting mood, helping people, whether it's low mood or depression, with a powerful toolkit to help with that, as well as overcoming burnout. But in fact, one core part of the Mind Strength Method, if we're talking about the four steps, one core part is building a plan for well-being and so we want to think about it's moving away from the challenging things and it's realigning to a plan for well-being and flourishing in life and everything built on uh, scientifically supported and evidence-based strategies Mm. so one of the things that as you were just talking that, that comes to mind is we we often um we often observe our close friends, partner, relatives, children, parents um, experiencing anxiety or 
or worry or depression or is there is this i mean probably buying your book and plonking it and saying look you better read this um you're in you know you're in a terrible state and and i just think if you read this you'll all be better is probably not a strategy that's going to get the kind of desired outcome or be of any great help in any way as as easy as that sounds i mean you never know sometimes it might work where someone is just so um so at a loss that all they can do is sit there and turn start turning the pages and before you know it they've they're on the journey but is there anything that can be a little bit more subtle from our side where we see people struggling good questions to ask or or ways that we can just be more supportive when someone's going through a passage of of great anxiety and 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 distress what you what what can you advise us there how we can be of more more service to others yeah and this is actually covered in the book as well is is a it's a it's a two-step process um, of how to support other people and how to build that uh, connection and engagement um, and uh, so the strategy is first and foremost starting with validating the other person's emotions um, what that means is simply checking in or acknowledging the emotional experience that the other person is experiencing so as caring human beings what we typically want to do whether it's a parent or a partner um, or a work colleague or just a friend we want to jump to problem solving we want to jump to fixing the other person's problem and we want to jump to fixing their problem and telling them what they need to do in order to fix their problem um, because we care right and uh, but this this if a person's in fight or flight stressed agitated recognizing there are many faces of anxiety um, it can be anger and agitation and a short fuse frustration or fear and distress um, they're being hijacked by that amygdala part of the brain that wants to be heard and the language that it understands is emotions so by acknowledging the emotional experience that the person is experiencing such as I, I hear you you're really frustrated right now or I get it this is super tough um, that we think that that might exacerbate their emotional experience but it actually quietens their emotional experience and then this part of the brain opens up and we're talking about two different nervous systems collaboration and connection at a neurochemical level opens up and so that's when it's time then to jump to that beautiful problem solving step two and the, the way to do that is through asking an open-ended question with your end goal in mind as opposed to telling the person what to do it's facilitating and empowering the other person towards helpful actions that will get their needs met in an effective way this is one of the the, the strategies that is in the book <laughs> um, but it is you know it's so so super helpful we can practice this with our partners we can practice this with our children um, uh, to acknowledge and dissolve the emotions is a really wonderful first step and then empower the other individual towards action of all the things available to us when we when we notice that we are going into a a a passage of stress or anxiety or or worry or something where we can we know that this is not this is not what is, what's the best thing that we can do like i was i got an email from a buddy of mine and he's going through some tough times and i said to him one of the things i like to do is just take off my shoes and walk on mother earth and just connect i know that um i can be um when i walk on on the earth with my with my bare feet that i i know that that's connected to all the mountains all the deepest oceans all the people walking around and it, and it really grounds me and I, I was just curious to know is there something that that you you use yourself or you recommend to others that if you ever want to kind of quickly just stabilize and feel like you're you're a bit you're a bit more solid on the ground or in your thinking that you say this is it or is, does everyone it's it's so mixed that everyone some people need to sing some people need to do sewing some people need to 
um, just you know, go into their room and lie down. What what is, is there anything that you, you know generally is the best tactic? Yeah, I mean, I love everything that you've said there because it's really about recognizing it is what works best for the individual in terms of you know the content of of that. Um, capacity to unwind, right? Um, so that is really powerful. Uh, and, you know, responding with kindness and compassion in that space. Really what we are talking about here is, uh, is building awareness of what the experience is for us when we are starting to get hijacked by that amygdala part of our brain. And so recognizing those feelings one of the most uh, wonderful tools in our toolkit goes with us wherever we go, and that is leveraging the power of our breath. Um, so it's super simple. And um, so this is another tool in the in the book, strategy in the book, um, is, is about stopping recognizing what's going on. But sometimes that amygdala is designed to bowl us over and, and catch us and take over very quickly. Uh, it, it's, it's programmed that way to keep us safe in the times of a real threat. So we don't wanna overcomplicate things. And really in that moment, it is just taking a few long, slow out breaths through pursed lips, letting that agitation or anxiety or stress just dissolve through the out breath and then uh, engage in real, realigning the focus to what's going on around you. So there's uh, a lot about the book is uh, leveraging mindfulness strategies because is, that is about observing um, what is going on around us. Worry hurtles us into the future. Mindfulness brings us back to the present. And so if we can leverage the power of the breath, long, slow out breath, and tip the focus away from the worry thoughts and re-engage in what's going on around us. That can be very, very helpful in the moment. Mm. How young can, I mean, you're talking, we're talking now about a, a society where um, anxiety and, and the way that has permeated through our lives and the way that we, stimulate our thinking to remind us of how um, overweight we are, um, how um, um, lacking of money we are, how all these things that just advertising and social media, it's just stimulation all the time um, in, being thrown at us that it's just very, very little to do other than, than think about, um, think about, you know, our, our deficiencies and and therefore you've got children who are modeling themselves on adults who have grown up in this society and and if we were to to get our kids to get on a different path to be be more um ha have the mind strength method already at, a, at an early age which will serve them undoubtedly so much better in their lives because they're not having to to relearn it or learn it later on and and it's it gives them it gives them such great resilience so you're doing work with schools but how how young um a kids brains ready to really start to to and is there a teens version of this or a or a um, pre-teens version of this that you can we can already be um, helping, um, you know, forget about us, you know, we're done, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like, all we can do is, is just do the very best we can. But what about, what about our kids? What about um, giving them a leg up? How, how do you see all of that? Uh, so there is the mind strength method for kids and the mind strength method for teens and for parents. Uh, so these strategies are built on um, protocol that is uh, effective with adults, with kids and with teens. So certainly it can be leveraged from a very young age. I work with all ages. Um, my, uh, my doctoral research was in fact uh, in anxiety. My postgraduate research was uh, in, in the early contributors to anxiety 
in, in uh, very young ages and with a view to building preventative programs in the education system. So a real passion space for me is child and adolescent uh, therapy and empowering parents with the strategies to help their kids and teens. Um, so, at, uh, so we can really apply the mind strength method at all ages. And so I'm having many people direct message me saying that they have bought the book um, as, as parents to help their kids and teens. And then in reading the book, they recognize that it is a toolkit that very much helps themselves. And then they've kind of put it on their partner's bedside <laughs> um, with, the, with the, the desire that it is being passed around through the family to be able to help everybody. And the beauty of that is there is, then there becomes a common language across the family that they can leverage the same toolkit. So we, we get this synergistic uh, situation where everybody has got a different relationship with their worry stories, with their worry thoughts and aligning to um, values-driven actions and uh, resilient actions. So I talk about, you know, as far as my personal brand, it's Dr. Jody from anxiety to action. That's my tagline is from anxiety to action. And we're talking about moving from anxiety, stress, worry, fear, low mood and burnout into resilient, um, effective, emotionally intelligent and high performing action. So all ages can benefit from this. Wow. Congratulations, Jody. Um what a personal mission you put yourself on and you. and how you've been able to impact uh, so many uh, so far and now you've just put this on a you've, you've strapped a rocket ship um to your mission by by creating your book the mind strength method um we look forward to hearing of its great success and just remember everyone you you heard it first here this is it it's in the beginning like She's only sold a few thousand copies. And when we get to 3 million in 5 million copies sold, you're going to go, I remember in the beginning I heard on that podcast with Tony and Jody and they, and I think everyone can probably cotton on to the fact that you're really onto something here and, and the timing is perfect in terms of where society is at. And we wish you so much success with this. And we look forward to hearing um, the huge positive impact uh, that you are going to make on on Australia and on the world and congrats uh, on on what you've accomplished so far and thanks for coming on the show thank you for having me and the incredible platform that you provide as well it's just been so fabulous working with all of you uh, and I'm really excited to see how many people we can help through the book so thank you yeah me too all right talk soon thank you Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.